0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pick Up Your Cross Daily podcast with your host, Trainer Mitch, where we get spiritually fit and exercise our faith. So, today we got uh, Matthew chapter 12 here, and we're about to finish up. We've got three more little stories to finish and go through. Uh, but I just want to remind everybody what goes on here. So, I'm um, just Spreading the gospel, so we've been working through Matthew for quite a while, we're in chapter 12, we started in chapter 1, and um, it's just telling Jesus' story and spreading the, the message, the, the great message that was brought to us by God, and uh, as Christians we are called to spread the gospel. So that is what we do here, and might be thinking about doing things differently down the road. Uh, But just some things that are kind of rolling through my head right now. Uh, I'm not sure where life's going to take me, but um, yeah, just thinking about some things. But with that being said, uh, we'll jump right into it here. So uh, this little scripture is titled, An Evil Generation Seeks a Sign. So again, I read King James Version. So sometimes it's a little hard to read. But uh, without further ado, I'll kind of start to read here, get some context. Uh, I thought this one was interesting. I'll I'll highlight one point in here that uh, I saw and read over that I was like, whoa, that's cool. But so he just got done doing, what was he doing last? So he was talking about spiritual stuff with the house divided. And how the Pharisees were saying that he was casting out spirits in the name of Satan. But Jesus said that's not possible. And then he told us about the unforgivable sin, which would be uh, not believing in the Holy Ghost. uh, Which is really interesting. But anyways, so he's um, around the Pharisees right now. So the scripture reads, this is uh, verse 38. Then certain of the scribes and of the Pharisees answered, saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. But he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it. But the sign of the prophet Jonah, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and Three nights in the heart of the earth. So that is a little section that I would like to highlight and pull out because he is foreshadowing, right? Jesus is foreshadowing. Nobody knows what he's talking about. The only reason why we have context of this message is because we have the information after the fact. We have the Holy Bible to read. These people didn't have any of this information that we have they were living it like in the present time, in the present moment. So from moment to moment, they were trying to figure out what was going on, what was going to happen next. So they didn't know, like we know, um, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and that he rose again from the dead. And when he references that here, like I just read, that's what he's referring to is the future of his future. And he hasn't even told his disciples about his crucifixion yet. He's saying that the Son of Man is going to be three days in the heart of the earth. What's the heart of the earth? Well, apparently science tells us that the heart of the earth is what? molten lava, uh, metal, spinning, spinning metal that's super, super hot and it's magnetic. Um. Allegedly, that's what they say. I mean, even though we've never dug down that far to even ever tell or know. Um but I don't I don't believe that if you can't tell. Um because biblically speaking, this is referring to Shoal or the underworld and or Hades. So this is the center of the earth, underneath the earth. I don't know if anybody knows about the hollow earth theory, but uh there's theory out there talks about all these tunnels and caverns that uh, they're all interconnected under there Um, but anywho Jesus is going there for three days and we know that because he was dead for three days in the tomb and that's where he was at so he's kind of foreshadowing that so I thought that was really cool and the fact that he says heart of the earth and a few podcasts ago I talked about Shoal and the underworld and Hades and the difference between that and hell. And that hell is an unoccupied place currently. Hell doesn't necessarily exist yet. Well it exists but it's not occupied. It's just to make that clear. And um, so I believe in like a type of purgatory place where everybody goes and there's different classifications um, potentially. So uh, very interesting. Uh, then the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment and with this generation and shall condemn it, because they repented of the preaching of Jonah. And behold, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it. For she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. So, King Solomon was pretty significant. He built the temple, uh, like the tabernacle made of gold. And it was a very holy place. Uh, He was a very significant king. And I'm not sure who the queen is that they're referencing here. I'd have to look into that a little bit deeper. Um, But we'll move on to the next story here. which is the return of the unclean spirit. So this is a warning from Jesus, pretty much. And I have my own little interpretation here that I think that he's alluding to. It's a short one. So this is verse 43. Chapter 12, verse 43. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits, more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation. So he's using that as a reference to um, talk about the current generation. And what I'm getting here at least is that Jesus goes around and he casts out spirits and and the disciples have casted out spirits. So other people have learned to cast out spirits in Jesus' name. So, and there is a story where uh, I'm not sure if we, read it, if we read it already or not, but um, the Pharisees or whoever uh, said to Jesus, Well, we use your name we cast out devils. And he said, Well, it doesn't matter. I don't know you. You can use my name, but I don't know you. So he was just referring to a relationship building with him instead of just using his name for power because there is power in his name. Uh, but what I'm getting here is that Whenever Jesus does this, or any of those people do it, and say people are possessed and they have an evil spirit, an unclean spirit, and it gets cast out. If that man, spoken in this passage, doesn't accept the Holy Spirit and the belief in Jesus Christ, they are still empty, swept, and garnished referred to in this section. So when the spirit leaves and wanders for a period of time, doesn't find a place to go, it decides to go back to where it came from, its home, its house. And it's it's empty. It's ready to be habited. Ready? Right? Uh, because that person didn't accept the Lord Didn't accept Jesus, didn't accept the love of God, didn't pursue God. Uh, So that's kind of what I'm getting from that. And I'm not sure if that's correct or not, but um, that's what I think anyways. And the the wicked generation here. So basically, Jesus is saying that it's just going to get worse. You'll get better and then you'll get worse. You'll get better, and then you'll get worse, much worse. You'll get worse more than you were last time. And I think that kind of speaks to where we're at in today's world. And you look around in today's world, we got all these agendas being pushed. We have the socialist agenda. We have the communism agenda. uh, the, The whole American debacle, politics. control of the world the new world order you know all of these things that happened in the past three years you just wonder how God is up there watching it all happen and he's not making his plan to come back soon I think it's gonna be soon I don't think I'm gonna experience old age but that's just me Uh, so what I'm getting at is like over the years we've cast out these evil spirits right but then we didn't fully embody the love of God within us and even as a nation or as a world then what happens it gets seven times worse and then they might get cast out again then it gets seven times worse so I would say we're pretty dang close to getting really, really worse, right? But anyways, last passage here, and we'll be wrapping it up. Um, I find this one to be interesting. It's pretty short as well. And this is where Jesus is talking to a multitude of people. Um, so while he talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. But he answered and said unto him and told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. So I find that really interesting because you got to remember there's been a lot, there's a lot of talk with Jesus and what he was doing, going throughout all of the land. He did so much travel and spreading his message of love and truth about God and repentance. And people didn't like that. He was doing miracles. People didn't like what was going on. So there was a lot of bad talk. and. They were they were he was getting conspired against by the uh, religious groups and his mother and his brother were there and is my guess to try to stop him and say, hey, you know, you got to stop this. You're going to die. They're planning against you, blah, blah, blah. So Jesus didn't really want to waste time because he has better things to do. What are you going to do? Stand here and talk to me and tell me how I shouldn't do all this stuff. No, I got a message from my father who is in heaven to deliver. I'm doing my father's will. And whatever you have to say to me is not more important than that. So that's kind of what he was was saying. And he's alluding to that we are all one body. We're all one spiritual body. We all belong to God. So if we all belong to God, then yeah, we are all brothers and sisters and mothers and brothers and dads and fathers, whatever. So... Uh, I find that really interesting, that uh, whosoever do the will of the Father that is in heaven, uh, we are all brothers and sisters, sons and daughters of, uh, of God. Um, so yeah, with that being said, that finishes up chapter 12, and uh, we'll be moving into chapter 13, which uh, starts with some parables, and I love some of the parables, they're pretty good so we'll get into some of that sometimes they can be pretty complicated uh... but that's the fun stuff so with that being said um, leave me a review let me know how I'm doing if you like what's going on if you uh... uh... disagree with anything that i say about some stuff go ahead drop it in there i don't care uh... let me know what's up leave me a review Um, share the show share the show yeah let us tell somebody about the gospel. That would be really cool. If uh, you had one conversation out in the world, your regular life, you know, that you just mention God or you say Jesus' name because there is power in his name. If you just say Jesus' name to somebody out in the world, see how they respond. <clears throat> see what look they give you. It'll be an, it'll be an interesting experiment um but yeah so thanks for listening and i will see you next time